2: Good morning, afternoon, or evening, depending on what time you're listening to the podcast. Welcome once again to the Bass Kayak and Beers podcast. Have a great show for you today. Before we get into my special guests and what we're talking about, what we're gonna be talking about, just uh kinda give you a wrap on my weekend. Went fly fishing with uh Jacob from Jacob Fish and Hunt. If you if you haven't followed him on Instagram, go follow him. Um I've been meaning to get into fly fishing just because as you know, my uh, sponsor for the podcast is Douglas Rods. And they make an amazing um, casting and spinning rods. But they're really known for their also their uh, fly fishing rods. And their Sky G an award-winning fly fishing rod. So I got a couple of rods from them. And I figured, you know what, let me try it. I really enjoyed it. Um, one of my favorite movies going up um, when I was young was um, a movie directed by Robert Redford. It was called It's called um, A River Runs Through It. That's been one of my favorite movies years ago um I never got to do fly fishing until this year so I really got to enjoy it I was at the Brazos River which is great for fly fishing for stripers managed to land one striper um Jacob was of course being the fly fishing extraordinaire that he is just putting a beat down on small on uh spotted bass sand bass and stripers so got to learn a lot from me especially with casting that's the biggest thing but yeah we had a great time um and i'm excited to do this again i'm still gonna focus more on kayak fishing and tournaments because i still need to learn and get better at it before i can you know really dig in into other things but really if you haven't tried five fishing go check it out um if you get a chance bring somebody that knows youtube can only teach you so much but anyways um talking about this week's episode we have a great episode for you today i'm super honored to have my next guest Probably one of the most respected persons, uh, people involved in kayak fishing. Of course, I'm talking about Steve Owens. He is the owner of Dog on Bait and Tackle. He's now being taken over um, Bass Nation in Georgia and in Tennessee. We're going to be talking about those two tournaments. If you remember, if you listen to my podcast, Freddie Garza was on my podcast uh, a few months ago, uh, midway through the year to talk about the Bass Nation in Georgia. and. Freddie, he's been very involved in helping the youth community um, getting scholarship for um, high school and college for um, bass fishing. So he's focused on that. Thankfully, we have Steve Owens, who's a godsend, to keep the kayak fishing community rolling, not only with dugout bait and tackle, uh, which are now, by the way, going to be have Douglas. So go check out douglasoutdoors.com. You can buy them online through Doug and Tackle. You can visit their store, an amazing store. Anybody that knows Doug and Tackle um, knows the legend behind it. Um, So amazing stuff. Super honored to have Steve Owens. So I'm going on and on. You don't want to hear about me. You want to hear about Steve Owens. So we're going to go to a quick commercial, and then we're going to have Steve Owens join us. mr steve owens how are you sir man i'm doing great what about you awesome now that i have you on the show man it's again like i said it's an honor to have you uh we've we've watched what you've done with bass nation um bass kayak Se- bass nation kayak series and now dug a bait and tackle like i mentioned you very respecting the kayak fishing community and it's an honor to have you on the podcast
1: hey i really really appreciate that i do want to say one thing to start off i actually don't own dugout bait and tackle that's jamie coza he brought me in uh going on two years ago uh, on the kayak team and or or actually as a just a a person working through the shop uh, on the side and and together we built our kayak team and and, and started the dugout series but jamie coza owns it in marietta georgia and uh, super honored to be a part of it uh just grown a, a friendship into a family basically with with him and, and his wife and kids and and my family uh but yeah so jamie owns a dugout and, and like you said we'll have douglas uh coming up pretty soon uh hopefully you know they're working on you know just supply chain stuff and getting that going so uh appreciate you you know let me come on and talk about everything we've got going on and thank you for all the kind words
2: my pleasure, man. And correction there on my part, my mistake. I should have said run. That's what I meant to say. Run, up, bait and tackle. Um, I kind of we always associate Steve Owens with up, bait and tackle. But again, oh, that's uh, good, that's tackle. great. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> so Steve, again, thank you for coming on. Um, you now got your hands as if your plate wasn't full enough. Now you are running Bass Nation in Georgia and in Tennessee. How do you manage to get into that mess? How are you feeling about that, all that work? <laughs>
1: I think I get scared of having any
2: free time. I think that's what it I is. know what you mean. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. So how did you how first of all, for those that don't know you, Steve, um, tell us a little bit about you. You know, you like I mentioned, you run dugout bait and tackle. Um, you're working now now as a tournament director for these two um, Bass Nation series. What else, you know, do you do and how are you more how are you involved in fishing and kayak fishing? Uh well, I got started kayak fishing
1: um i'm i want to say about 7 years ago uh one of my my best friends at the time and still is is Ryan Lambert uh we you know we ran around did a lot of stuff together we've been friends for probably 15 years now i guess maybe longer uh but you know we we you know we, we fished a little bit together we'd go to ball games and just you know just have fun and and he he decided you know he saw a, a video and thought man you know, I've got a boat. I've got a three-year-old daughter. You know, it's hard getting boats in and out. Uh, let me try this this tandem kayak. It was a native tandem FX fifteen. So I, I found a used one and got one, and then we just got into the tournament scene and started a local club. Uh, took over a local club that he started with another couple of guys on Lake Chickamauga here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and. None of us knew what we were doing, so we just knew we had buddies that, that wanted to fish, so we just kept kept it and grew it, and then uh, KBF uh, had a lot of series back then before they shrunk down to the better structure they have now where they're more hands-on, um, so I, I directed the KBF events on Lake Chickamauga and Gunnersville for three or four years, and that just grew, you know, because KBF, you know, had, had a good, great following and, and a lot of supportive anglers, and so, you know, we... You know, Ryan and I were on the native team, so we put together a tournament there with Jordan Lee. And so that got me understanding that we could handle big things and um, had the opportunity to, to go to work with for Jamie Koza at the dugout. You know, they've been in business for, wow, 40-something years probably. Um, and so I just attached myself to a good thing, thankfully. And, uh, you know, he had just became a Hobie dealer uh, four or five, maybe three months before I came on. And uh, he already had a few pretty good staff members and being, you know, familiar with what I was doing. I, I just, uh, uh, I took that on with him to build it and grow it. Cause he, he has vision, you know, like a lot of entrepreneurs further down the road than we do. Uh, if you just put the vision out there and I can buy into it, I can do the footwork to help get us there. Uh, but you know, somewhere along the way, uh, got to be pretty good at tournament directing and I think it's just from treating people well and uh and kind of being a little bit of afraid to to fail someone. I want everybody to have a good time. Uh Dwayne Wally reached out with uh when they were building the Bassmaster series and uh got in on that got to help Bass, you know, build that series and and directed it first season. I did the uh the Bassmaster classic event on Logan Martin uh with my co-director tennessee and georgia here daniel davis who wasn't able to be with us tonight Uh, he's one of my good friends too we were friends far before he got into fishing and just someone we really trust and does a great job so he he and bethany orango helped us with the bassmaster classic event which is 230 something people went off without a hitch everything went perfect went great the anglers do a great job and so from there you know that got busy very quickly and my dugout responsibilities grew. So I had to step away from the national trail. But just uh getting introduced to the Bass Nation part of it, uh, which is still confusing to a lot of people, but like you said, we'll dive into that later. But uh, you know, seeing, you know, that we have a platform in our area in the southeast specifically that I can influence um and do things for. Um I felt the need, you know, that, that, you know, we need to keep the Bass Nation going because it's, you know, you have your grassroots, then your Bass Nation to get to the Bassmaster Classic event. And from Bassmaster, you have Hobie and KBF as well. So that's our three elite series right now. But there's a lot of anglers who can't, you know, put the time in to travel to these events. Uh, a lot of people can't afford 260 dollars plus travel and lodging and everything time off work um and and they're they're wanting more than just their 30 dollar grassroots tournament and i knew that we could do that got with jamie um at the dugout Bait and tackle reached out to some others jamie was title sponsor with dugout and uh through industry contacts that i made through him and trade shows um you know, we able to line up some really good sponsors for it and learned along the way how to talk to, you know, the community leaders and show them where we can give them a return so that they'll in turn support each event so that, you know, we're, we're a hundred percent payout. We cover the acts and PayPal fees. So $75 entry fee, 70 goes to the pot, five goes to the big pass pot. So. That's how I got into all of this, I guess. (laughs)
2: That's it's very interesting. Um, So you actually cover the tournament fees, the the PayPal fees, right? That is awesome.
1: Right now, we're we're able to do that for this season. So um, it's not easy, but you know, you just have to. You just, you just. But the biggest thing, and I I share with anyone that's interested in this, and and anglers especially, because it's there's more anglers than there are tournament directors. So. If you're an angler and you're looking to get uh, a Douglas deal, things like that, before you go to them, be able to tell them what you can do for them, you know, yep. uh, how the partnership, while you may be the weak link right now, you're going to grow yourself into something that's going to help them sell the product in the stores in your area, or at least get the advertising out for now. So,
2: Yeah, no, and it, it, it goes more than, um, for me, with Douglas, it more just goes more than posts. You know, it goes to a store, showing the rods, and opening an account with them, and that's how you build relationships. You know, when when you have somebody, whether it's Douglas or anyone, I'm not. You know, I'm not at this point trying to shameless plug, but with anyone that you are <laughs> really interested, in, a solid company, you know, put in the work. You know, make a good name for yourself. You know, even I don't have a huge following on my account, but I do a lot of work to you know for my sponsors, and they appreciate that. They see that. And they say, you know what? He may not have 50,000 um, subscribers, but he does the footwork uh, of going to the uh, tackle shops, showing rods, showing our products, showing them on the water. And that's that's very important for anybody. But, and again, we can go down that rabbit hole, but mainly we, you know, I, like I said, I'm really impressed with the fact that you're covering the, the attorney X fees that, I mean, that's piece volume. Um, I don't know what we have to do to get you to move to Texas, so <laughs> we can have you help our catching fishing community. Yeah. Um, not you know, and not not taking anything away from our tournament directors. Here we got Chris Morales, great tournament director. um oh, yeah. Duke Tran, Duke. you know uh, Jacob uh, Jacob Andrews and um, Joseph Anderson. Yeah, you got, I always get those. Yeah, you got Sanderson Anderson and, and, and Sanderson, yeah. Patrick,
1: Patrick Malone's done a great job. Patrick Malone, years. how did you forget
2: yeah. about Patrick Malone? Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah. So we, we're blessed to have him, but definitely impressed with what you were doing. Ordinarily, I would have to say you have, there's some big shoes to fill, you know, being that position left by, vacant by Freddie Garza. But obviously, we know you. We know what you're all about. We know your rep, your, you know, your resume speaks for itself. So we don't have anything to worry about when we know that, you know, the, the shoes that are going to be filled in Georgia that from Freddie Garza are gonna be filled by Steve Owens, who's more than up to the task and and proven so, you know, with, with what you're doing. Um, Bass Nation in, in Georgia did an awesome job. I mean, they helped out financially for those tournaments, that qualif- for they those did. tournament anglers that qualify for the national championship. That speaks volume. And I, you know, you're gonna, you know, you're doing the best to support them. Um, how do you got into also doing both, you know, you, you, Which one did you got first, and how did it come about that you said, you know, let me add something else to my plate?
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, I did uh, two years ago, you know, during the season while I was helping with uh, Tyler Cole, Patrick Malone, um, Juan Nunez in California. Uh, We handled the, the, the Bass Master Bass Nation kayak series with Dwayne Wally and John Stewart with bass. So while we were doing that, John was educating me on, uh bass boat world stuff because I didn't understand the federations and everything. So so he showed me I grew up crappie fishing, you know, on Tennessee River. So he was educating me about how anglers can fish bass nation events within their state, qualify for a state championship, win that state championship, and that gets them into a national championship, which gets them a bit into the Bassmaster Classic, big Super Bowl event. So, I understood that we don't have that in kayaking, but we need it. Uh, He had already talked to the presidents in each of the states and told them that we have an initiative where we're going to try to get this going. Um, So in Tennessee, you know, I was already a part of uh, CAST, which is Kayak Angler Society of Tennessee. That's been going for eight or nine, 10 years. Um, What that is, is it's each area has their own club, a federation, if you will, so a club uh, there's 12 of us now. So, you know, that's quite a few anglers. So, what I did in year one, since I was busy with the bass stuff, I didn't have time to put together a tournament series. So, instead of a trail series with a state championship, I just had an open style state championship, which is what Freddie did in Georgia. Um, so, but in Tennessee, we ran parallel with the existing state championship, which is always close to 100 anglers. So, That's what I did in year one, and it was really successful. All of our qualifiers went to uh, the the Possible Kingdom tournament, Um, and then so that uh, awarded me enough momentum to do uh, an actual trail series last year. Uh, COVID hurted a lot. We had a pretty good average. I think we had 60-something on Dale Hollow in December, which is our first event this year, Um, and then we averaged, 30 ish probably on the others which is that's good but it's not i'm not happy about that you know i think we should average 70 in our state because we have such a bit like texas you know we have a lot of kayak anglers in this state and i learned that through our kbf years you know one year with kbf you know we made a push in our state and we had you know 90 unique new people go to a national championship because of the push. So I know we can do it. It just takes time. Uh, so having said that, you know, ran it that season, uh, stayed in contact with Freddie as he was developing Georgia. Did a great job getting the buzz and the name out there, people interested. Um, and, you know, like, like we talked about, the importance that he does in the high school kayak community is, is you know, unparalleled and that that deserves top billing. And, you know, there's just he, you can only do so much. He has a lot busier job than I do. So he could only, you know, uh, really t- maintain one. So uh, the kayaking was going to have to go and really wasn't anyone stepping up down there to to really want to do it or have the time to do it. And, you know, so I reached out to Daniel Davis and said, buddy, you know, if you can help me with Tennessee, I'll do the organization. I'll teach you that because, you know, it's something that, you know, you, not many people get to do. Um, so I'll show you that as we do it and then eventually you can take the entire thing over and we'll just be partners together you know doing what we can so he agreed to do that so uh, he'll run the events in Tennessee uh, if I can fish on my will so now that I've got it free um, so when he did that it allowed me to be able to take over the Georgia because um, the Georgia people come up and fish our stuff in Tennessee and we've got a great relationship with those anglers and then Uh, Got to know a lot more coming through Dugout, and, you know, I could just see that they were just bummed, you know. They wanted something, and so I was like, man, I've got the time. Daniel's helping me, and just uh, reached out to Tony Belk, the Georgia president. Georgia's very organized. They have a very organized bass nation. Tennessee does too, but I'd say Georgia's is one of the largest in the state. So talked to those guys, and they approved, you know, me running it, and I just gave them – my blueprint that i use for building a tournament system and they they signed off on it and gave me the approval to do so and and so reach started reaching out to our sponsors and here we are so
2: i had my mute on <laughs> sorry about that you can you hear me now sorry i got you now so yeah it was my bad um so, you know, when, when we talk, about, when we think about all the stuff that's behind the scenes that you're doing um, and you're working on, it's very, it's a daunting uh, task, especially when you got, you know, both tournament trails, both to Tennessee and uh, um, Georgia. You're also a fisherman yourself, you know, they're, they're one of the most... Uh, unappreciated things that we have is that you're taking time away from fishing just to run these tournaments. Well, I'm sure you also have that competitive vibe that you want to, you know, you want to compete, you want to take part of it, but at the same time, you have some responsibilities. And that, that is the sacrifice that I think, uh, it's worth mentioning. Um, going into the,
0: (laughs) I know it's gotta be,
2: um, I would love to learn more about, uh, um, Tournament directing, um, just so I get more aware of, you know, what's more involved and I can talk more of having more educated opinion on my podcast. And that's one of the things that I really appreciate is like, man, you guys are taking away time from fishing. You know, it's more like the more you get involved with fishing, the less you are you able to fish. I don't know how (laughs) how that makes sense, but it makes sense. Right. So going over through quickly through the um, trails, let's start with the Georgia Trail. You got... Um, Ufala, February, Lanier, Hartwell, and Clark Hill, and then the championship at Lake Seminoles. What goes into choosing those trails and those lakes for you, and especially when we consider Georgia? Why those lakes? Uh, well, first thing I did
1: uh, when I realized I was going to be able to do a season was I reached out to all of the uh, the, the people I knew in Georgia that fished. Um, I reached out to each of the grassroots clubs to ask them if I do put together a schedule. Um, If you can't run an event parallel with me, would you at least not schedule one on the same day so that we can maximize attendance? Because we're still a small Mm -hmm. community, you know. Everyone that fishes a Hobie or a KBF or a Bass event fishes a grassroots event somewhere, mostly. So, uh, made sure we could deconflict and that lets them buy into the process as well, you know. it it gives them some ownership because they're helping me with my scheduling because Mm -hmm. I don't know Georgia lakes. So those, those anglers put in a lot of great input. Um, Some of the industry reps that I've come to know, uh, they live on these lakes and they would put me in contact with a guide on the lakes and I would talk to them and they would tell me, you know, the best time of year because we're not competing with them. You know, they're still going to run their guide service. Uh, We're not trying to put together, um and not in a negative way we're not putting together a hundred boat bass boat tournament that is going to disrupt their way of living on tournament day um so we're we're, we're a small footprint you know and uh, and even if we are fishing around you we're not disrupting you with boat wake so boaters tend to help us with information a whole lot more um so that was key and uh david lowry a good friend of ours uh, he's a bfl champion uh, he fishes all of these lakes, so I sat down with him, the Chambers of Commerce, and just made a lot of phone calls, a lot of emails. Emails are so, so time-consuming, but it's part of it. Uh, phone calls are way easier. What you and I are doing now is, is key yeah. if you can get that. So if you can, when you're building something or seeking a, a sponsorship for yourself, anyone listening that wants to know, try to have phone calls, you know a few emails in the interim in the beginning to get a rapport established and then, then call, call and talk to one another. Uh, so on most of the Georgia ones, I, I, a matter of fact, I think every one of them uh, from what I've been told now, I don't live on these lakes and I don't fish these lakes. Uh, like in February we hit Lake Eufaula when it's going to mm-hmm. be, you know, firing up for spawn because it's, you know, Florida strand bass, South yep. uh, in Alabama and Georgia. Um, and then Lake Lanier, um, it's getting ready for the same. It's it's actually a bait spawn, I believe, that time of year. Um, so both of those events, you're going to catch them deep who haven't moved. You're going to catch the ones in transition. You're going to catch the ones who are shallow getting ready to be stationary on beds. And then you're going to have some bedding. So both of the first two are going to be that way. Um, and then Hartwell uh, is the same way, is what I was told and then May on Clark's Hill is actually going to be the blueback herring spawn, I think, if I'm remembering mm. it correctly. And that's their main bait source. So I'm uh, going to be able to, you know, uh, each, of, each of these just magically kind of fell into place where an angler strong suit is going to be able to be used no matter what. So, and then uh, Lake Seminole, a lake that I absolutely love. I've got mm-hmm. to fish it six or eight times. Preparing, uh, I'll brag a little bit. I, I did catch a check. I got tenth place in a Hobie BOS there two years ago. Seems oh, like know. an eternity ago. Um, <laughs> what you said. The the sacrificing of the fishing. Nick Brown is one of my best friends. He lives up the road here on Lake Chickamauga, and he was the national championship director for KBF for a lot of years. And and he told me, he said, the more you get into this, the less you're going to fish. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. And he's right, you know. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, we appreciate just, you know, what you're doing. Great. Oh, I do, man. I know. And I, and everyone's very grateful and appreciative, and they thank me, and I, I appreciate that. But, um, yeah, I'm okay. I, I have fun doing this too. This is, this is fun in and of itself. It's very gratifying. So, so that's how we got the Georgia series built, you know, and we, you know, I had a relationship with a, a tractor company, um, and, and, you know, that rep left and went to John Deere and mm-hmm. he reached out and said hey man i see you know you're doing georgia and tennessee um you know i've got a lot of dealerships in those areas that that you could help me highlight cuz i love marketing and networking and uh he said you know and that that's how we have 100% payout you know is through through their help so
2: yeah no and, and i love that that having those n- non endemic um uh companies join, but companies that make sense as well like John Deere makes sense you know we got a lot of brass um especially in the south we got a lot of bluegrass tournament anglers you know that you know they they work on their land they work on the um um so having John Deere you know kind of makes sense even though they're not directly tied with fishing um so that's pretty that's really nice just to see nice companies over there kind of you know shows the job that you've done with it you know being able to get those non-endemic companies like established companies like John Deere, is very impressive I like the fact that you also have uh, the top three in Georgia grassroots clubs um, they qualified angler of the year qualify for the state championship I think that's big Um, I don't see a lot of tournaments doing that of uh, big name tournaments um, but for you to, you know, kind of reach out to those bluegrass tournaments and give them, you know, get them to get their feet wet in Bass Nation and take away any misconceived notion of what a Bass Nation is, I think it's important. Um, I like that. I like that you're reaching out to the grassroots and you're not making this like a good old boys club where it's like, yeah, you're Bass Nation and that's it. It's Bass Nation. You know, where we get this... Um, um, how do you call this tribalism? You know, oh, I'm Bass yeah. Nation. Oh, I'm Hobie. No, I'm. I, I get all that, but we have to look beyond that. And the fact that you're doing that with the grassroots clubs is, I think, it's big and it goes a long way. And it speaks. You know what we all know about you, Stephen. That you do. You know, you love the sport. You love the community, and you want it to grow. You want it to grow organically, and you want to. You want to have unity in in the community. So I think yeah. that's big and this should be mentioned. Same thing with the uh Tennessee tournaments um with the top 3 in Cats Club 20 uh for 2020 angle of the U race. Um that's also big. Tell talk to me about the Tennessee Trail. How do you got to those lakes as well? You know, what was the thought process in choosing Dale Hollow, Center Hill, KY Lake, Guntersville and Douglas?
1: So I had originally had a schedule out and I'm familiar with all of these lakes. Um, so that was easy for me. And, and again, like you said, we're reaching down into the grassroots clubs as well and cast. Um, so all of us directors already know one, each one another very well. So I'm reaching out to them and, and their de-conflicting schedules and, and everything. And, and so we, uh, we had our schedule out and actually I had planned on, on on having Douglas as an event and, the um, the chamber of commerce up there, their budget is is done differently than what I'm used to. So we missed the boat on that event. Well, I'm trying to do hundred percent payout. I don't have the budget to cover an event if I don't have a commitment from that town. So I was I just I kind of had to drop it, you know. And and I was having trouble with the dates because I've got the Bassmaster dates, the Hobie dates, and the KBF dates that I'm working around, plus bass boat tournaments on these lakes as well. So then it hit me. It was like, you know, if you have to schedule a Georgia and a Tennessee on the same weekend, that's fine. Daniel will be at one. I'll be at the other. So that helped me reset the schedule. And the guys up there at Douglas were upset, you know, because we didn't have a – that we dropped the tournament that they had been hoping, you know. So and, – and I'm glad they were upset um, because it made me understand that they're they're wanting to support this thing. So Take care. So I, yeah. So I sat back for a day. And just analyzed it, prayed about it, done the whole thing. And I was like, you know what, man, you are just kind of trying to hurry up and get this one done because it's the last thing on your list. So I scrapped it all. And then one day, everything just fell into place to where, you know, we had to add an event because I couldn't go back and tell one of these other lakes were not coming. Um, mm-hmm. So we just decided to to make it five in Tennessee instead of four. So that we could answer those guys who want to support us in East Tennessee, and and they were happy we did it, and and it was so. But it, it was, it was just, it just goes to show, you know, never close the door because, as I said, I was rushing it, I was ready to be done, I'm stressed out, mm-hmm. and it, it's just like, you know what, man, you're not doing your job the way you want to do it, and these, you know, you're you're alienating some people, so uh, so that's how Douglas got added back, and and you know what, we'll figure a budget out somewhere, it'll come from somewhere. So it just always does. So, but uh Del Hollow, Del Hollow started uh, AJ McQuerter and Jay Wallen have a, a bluegrass kayak club in Kentucky that I used to I fished several of their events and one of them was a snowball classic on Del Hollow and it was awesome. It was awesome. 40, 70 anglers each each one. Um it's cold and it, the weather sucks but it was fun. Everyone looked forward to it. It was awesome. We talked about it for months afterwards. So when they both, you know, AJ went on to, to build the Hobie series and Jay went on to start traveling more, that club kind of went away. So I was like, you know, we're two hours from that lake ourselves. We love it. You know, you mind if we kind of adopt it. So he was like, man, have at it. So we did it one year and had 48 there, I think. And it was all grassroots people. And so the next year, as I'm doing the Bass Nation, people are like, Hey, are you going back to Del Hollow? And I was like, I can't. I got to do this Bass Nation. And AJ was like, hey, man, just put Bass Nation name on it and do it. And so I did. And, and like, like I said last year, we had 60 something and Adam Riser. We had a tie actually, like 96 inches. Adam Riser had 96 inches of largemouth, and this the tie had 96 inches of smallmouth. So that was pretty wow. cool. <laughs> yeah. So uh, but uh, so that's how Del Hollow. Hopefully that's where we're going to start every year. I mean, it's just it's something we love. Uh, Center Hill, Center Hill. We had a state championship there about three or four years ago, and uh, it's a beautiful lake. Uh, it's a difficult lake in certain times of year, but um, that lake they've done a lot of work to it. The the TWRA have, and they uh, the Tennessee Wildlife Resource Agency, um, and it's got big spotted bass, smallmouth bass. It's got a population of largemouth. Uh, but in March everything's moving so that's why we chose there they've got three or four good grassroots clubs in that area that travel and fish Um, so they're going to support it and and hopefully that'll be a really good event Kentucky Lake everyone knows Kentucky Lake you know Hobie had their their TOC event there for a lot of years Um, and then KBF had multiple events there national championships um you know they had the asian carp invasion which is still ongoing Uh, they pumped a lot of money into controlling that they don't have it eradicated but it's 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 very very much going the right way so much so that certain times of year are producing you know 20 20 something to 30 pound bags uh the creek fishing is getting a lot better um they, uh, they actually put in an initiative as well uh, in the summer months you can't have a bass boat tournament you can't haul those fish around in a live well and hurt them so that's helped the lake turn over as well so uh, it's not perfect by any means but you know it's it's fishing we're going to show up no matter what the lake is and and, and fish against one another you know uh, not every event can have a 104 inch average you know so you know, that's that's there. Yeah. And it, and those anglers up there support that lake. They do. And they deserve to have one there. And Gunnersville, Gunnersville is a Tennessee River system lake. It's in Alabama mostly. It starts in Tennessee. Our grassroots club has fished that that lake for seven years. We have two tournaments a year on that lake. We love it. We know it like the back of our hands. The Alabama crowd down there supports us every time we come. The Georgia guys travel over. Uh, we we did just during COVID when it first hit. We did a high rollers tournament, just a hundred dollar bill tournament, and had sixty something people in it. And we had twelve days to put it together, and people just flooded it. So, Gunnersville is a lake that it's it's my favorite lake to fish, and I live on Lake Chickamauga. Um, you, you, you'll just go down there, especially this time of year in May, and you're going to be able to throw about any bait you want if you find your area and you're going to catch three pounder three pounder five pounder two pounder five pounder five pounder three pounder all day long it's just it's phenomenal and it fishes differently than a lot of way, lakes you can get out of the way on a busy day there's areas of that lake where you can see one or two boats the whole day it's a kayaker's dream uh kbf national championship that was down there was 480 something or whatever it was and people have told me that they saw three kayaks the whole week that they were down there poking around so uh, you can get away from people there and it's awesome and That's moving good. on to douglas douglas like we spoke about uh, at the beginning um douglas is a phenomenal lake my little cousin fishes high school tournaments here in chattanooga he just finished 26 out of 230 boats i think on douglas and he just, he was just, he sat here at my house today talking for 30 minutes about his drop shot technique that that got him going. Uh, Douglas is a deep clear lake. Um, this time of year will be a really good crankbait by, it's known for smallmouth, uh, the Toyota series that was up there, uh, they wrecked them on smallmouth. Um, so June is a really good time of year up in that area for it. Uh, it's, the water's not as hot as it is on a lot of these other lakes. And then the, the state championship, we'll, uh, we'll get back down here to the state championship on Lake Chickamauga uh, in, at the end of August, which is a really good time of year. The grass is up and good. The frog bite is starting to heat up. Top water is alive and well. We had a, we had a state championship on Chickamauga this year, uh, and we had 77 in it. And uh, Chris Walters, our, our TDKA guy, our local club guy, he won it um and, and won it by like nine, 10 inches uh, it's pretty awesome uh jay wallen was third or fourth drus snyder's was third or fourth i mean you know it was a stacked field and uh we had you know 100 percent payout in it i think first place took on 2735 bucks um so you know that community stepping in with that money to help us pay these fees is what helped so and the idea behind my state championship in georgia and tennessee is I want to have, say, Georgia, for instance. This is the first year we have a trail series state championship, so we're going to have it on Lake Seminole in November. Well, in 2023, we're going to have it on Lake Seminole in November so that if it's your first time in 2022 fishing your state championship lake, if you qualify next year, you're not having to rediscover new water all over again. So hopefully Mm -hmm. your second time around will be more enjoyable if you didn't do well. Uh, I think that's important. It's something I enjoy with the Hobies and the KBFs and stuff is when they duplicate a lake back-to-back, I feel better going into that event. Even though the fishing is totally different, maybe a different time of year, I at least am familiar with some water, and it helps me psychologically that way.
2: You know, the, listen to, listening to you uh, talking about the tournament, you know, as a tournament director, pick the lakes, really highlights what I think... Uh, we as tournament anglers and myself would have podcasts that don't get to appreciate is the hard job that comes with it. You know, you, you have the chamber of Commerce you have to make deals with, um, you have the grassroots tournaments, which you want to have, you know, work together as much as you can. You got, now you got to choose what lakes are going to be best at that time of the year. Then you want diversity. You don't want, you know, like you said, Douglas Lake fishes differently than, uh, Kentucky Lake and Garnersfield. And that's also part of it, you know, so for anglers that kind of have a more diverse, you know, field of lakes out there makes it more interesting, you know, as a competitor, Um, the geographic of, you know, spreading those lakes out where it makes sense so everybody can take part of it. There's so much that goes in it. And after all is said and done, you have to make the schedule work. And not for your, not just your satisfaction, like everybody, because at the end of the day, you know, you're not going to make everybody happy. There is absolutely no way. And like I said, one of the things about tournament anglers is, uh, I mean, tournament directors, the best tournament directors is the ones we never hear about. You know, because yeah. when we hear about it, it's because, oh, you know, all of a sudden, everybody, something went wrong on a tournament, everybody remembers his Steve Owens. Now, yep. if everything yeah. goes great, no one remembers, everybody, yep. you know, everybody remembers the anglers, but nobody remembers the, the the tournament directors. Everybody, if something goes wrong, everybody remembers the tournament director. So it's, you know, it's it's the way it is. It's part of the nature of the beast, I guess, but.
1: It is, yeah, yep. Yeah.
2: Uh, but props to what you're doing, Steve. I mean, what can we say? We are so fortunate to have you in the kayak fishing community. Um, it, you, know, you can't understate. Oh, no, I'm sorry. What's the word I'm looking for? You can't overstate oh, what shit. you've done. Overstate. That's what I meant to say. Overstate what you've done in the kayak fishing community. The influence that you have and the role that you've played in um, helping this kayak f- fishing community tournaments grow. And impressive what you'll be able to do, you know, juggling all these responsibilities, not just one um, trail, but two states, you know, Georgia and um, Tennessee. Plus, you know, like we said, doing so much stuff, heavy lifting with the dugout bait and tackle. Yeah, so, really what kind of got me,
1: you know, to to dive into the Bass Nation more uh, was actually, you know, we, we sat down one evening. I was at Jamie's house and... He was just blown away because, you know, Jamie's been in the bait industry for, Mm -hmm. you know, since uh, he's 50 years old and he got in it when he was like 13 years old working for his uncle. And, you know, he's a self-made person. He's put in a lot of work, you know, work, worked a lot of, a lot of hours where, you know, he paid his employees and he didn't get a paycheck for, you know, a long time. And that's just, that's a good testament to a person and, and learning that about a man is, is what made me really want to just continue to grow. Cause I was kind of burnt out and basically just about ready to just move on and leave kayak fishing. You know, it just, uh, it gets laborsome. And like you said, you know, there's not a, there's not a lot of people wanting to help move furniture, but, but you find that group of people like, you know, uh, like AJ McCordy, he's one of my best friends. He lives up the road. So, you know, you and I can talk about things all day, but, but having that other tournament director is just different. You speak the same language. Well, Jamie, has ran a lot of bass boat series tournaments too. He's a huge sponsor in Georgia for anything that that basically anybody wants to put on, he's there to help. And so he's got that language as well. So I can bounce ideas off. I can vent and he's there for me. And he listens to it and absorbs it and helps me make it better. So we were sitting at his house, man, and he started October of 2020, I think selling Hobies. And I think I came on in, right before Christmas, maybe, I think. I'm terrible with dates and years. No, so same way. <laughs> after uh, around about August, we were sitting down there, and uh, he was like, man, he's like, I love fishing community, period. You know, been a part of it, eat, sleep, and breathe it. You know, his kids are phenomenal college. His son, one of the best high school anglers in, in the state of Georgia history. Uh, now they both fish for Carson Newman with Jackson or Uh, And Ewing Minor, you know, he was leading the Hobie AOI for a long time. Um, They're they're ranked fourth in the country now. Carson Newman is here in Tennessee. Um, So so they live it. They are a fishing family. His wife is just ridiculously knowledgeable and organized and just a good woman, Um, very helpful in, in keeping us, you know, here, keeping us centered in the brain there. So we're talking, and he was just like, you know, I've been a part of this forever. And he said, but just watching, watching. The 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 fanaticism of of this kayak community, he said, I've had kayak anglers coming to my store for forever buying stuff and they'll stop and we'll talk a little bit. And he said, but then when I became a kayak dealer, he said, I started noticing people from Birmingham, Alabama, driving over people mm-hmm. from, you know, Nashville, Tennessee, driving four and a half hours to buy a kayak. And things like that, he said, man, he said, they have really, really just opened the floodgates to me. And he's like, I want to do something to give back to them. And and I've always been a big proponent of online tournaments. A lot of people will have their opinions about them. But for me, Casey Reed, uh, everybody knows Casey Reed travels national trails. He he always had an online tournament like KBF as well. I fished some of those. But with Casey Reed's, what, what I learned was when I screwed up, He was sending me a text saying, hey, man, you left the mouth cracked open, half inch deduction. Send me a better picture if you've got one. Well, that stuff translates into live fishing, too. Well, Mm -hmm. I was telling Jamie, I said, you know, we've got a lot of new people who are scared to get on Facebook and ask questions, uh, don't know the right person to ask. They actually have people giving them the wrong information because they don't Mm -hmm. know either. I said, you need an online tournament. And so we we come up and we had brainstormed and, and decided to do an October, November, December month long tournament called the dugout tri-state series. We've now opened it up to seven states because that's about what we service now. And during this online series, anglers of all cuts of, of cloth can, can fish and, and the newbies can make mistakes and we'll fix them. And the people who are established, uh, like we got – you know, Matthew Kasperick right now, he's leading this month with 108 three-quarter inches. Well, well, the way we structured this through our our industry contacts is each week. Now, this is a month-long tournament, so it, it, the, the standings don't change. But every night at, at 9 p.m., I screenshot the standings, and the leader gets, like this year, the leader gets a uh, an Abu Garcia Zeta spinning reel. It's $200 spinning nice. reel. All right, you can only win it one time in the month, though. So this week, Justin Faircloth is in second, so he's probably going to win it. And so that happens for Zeta uh, Dakota lithium batteries. We got a 10-amp hour battery we rifle weekly. So that's 13 batteries they've stepped in and helped us with. And then from there, uh, one there's 25 randomly drawn anglers that receive, uh, I think this week it's a Z-Man bait package. So Z-Man is going to send us baits that they donate, and we're going to send them to 25 different anglers. Last year, when the season was over, we did, like I said, October, November, December, and a championship in January. We gave away almost 40 grand in prizes and cash, you know, because the – so – and the way this series works, as I said, each week on Sunday, the leader gets a championship spot. The next week gets a championship spot. All right, so that's four anglers. At the end of the month, the top five overall, who haven't already qualified weekly, get a championship spot. That gives us 29 anglers. Just the math worked out perfectly. So overall, three-month big bass leader gets a championship spot, too. That gives us a 30-angler championship. We had it on Lake Chetoug, gave away a Hobie kayak, Dakota lithium, hooked us up this year. Don't know about a kayak due to supply revenue and change, yep. but we do have Newport Vessels is donated an NK-180, and Dakota Lithium has donated two sixty amp hour batteries to power it. So, someone's going to go home with a brand new motor set up for their kayak. And those two companies have done the same thing with Tennessee and Georgia. We have a Newport NK-180, like we did last year at the Tennessee Championship, with Dakota Lithium batteries to power it. So, you just take it home, put it on your kayak, you're good to go. So, and we wouldn't have all of that had we not sat down and, and brainstormed this little tri-state series, because what that did when I put all that work, you know, with Jamie into getting these manufacturers, because it's hard to get 13 weeks of baits from these people because they're busy too. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the you, you see now it's hard to get baits, you know, so for them to be able to carve out, you know, I think like Z-Man gave five packs, to 25 people, Seaguar, Seaguar is one of our sponsors they gave away a $50 spool of Tatsu fishing line to 25 oh. people. Yeah, and and they're they're one of our title sponsors this year in the Bass Nation series. So so in building that series with him, it showed me that I wasn't treating the Bass Nation series like it needed to be. It needed to be highlighted as its own thing because your reward at the end of it is your state championship. And then from that you get to fish the Bassmaster Classic Championship. So and, and that really sunk in. So that's what got me in gear here to, to set this up so that our people can number one get a great payday with a hundred percent payout and also qualify for these championships, which then gets them a stage to get their sponsorships if
2: they're out there, you know. That is I mean, that's amazing when you consider it now, then, you know, we talked about, you know, building a tournament now, getting the sponsors and we were joking about it on the pre-recording, right? The, the biggest, I think, uh, one of the, the annoying things about, you know, doing what you do is that you always have a meeting about the meeting, right? <laughs> we're going to have a meeting, but we always have a meeting. We're going to have a meeting about that meeting, you know, and it's, you know, it's the little things that take so much time. To kind of work out you know just not just a tournament series but to get all this for the anglers because this is not something you are even getting for yourself i mean all these prices go to the anglers yeah and right. i yeah. mean we like i said we, we can't overstate what you're doing steve i mean you're doing all this job you're really the ones that are get to go on the water enjoy the, the tournament anglers um you know and there's so many opportunities to come you know even if you don't win get get a chance to get something you know go home with with a little prize package or something, you know, by putting in the effort, we're not gonna hand out ribbons just for participating. But I like the fact that you know you, you made it that companies out there come and see what you're doing, and they're willing to invest and say, you know, you're saying, you know what, we'll invest, we'll give some of our products away. Um, MK, you know, Mincota, and all these other companies that you got lined up working for you, it it speaks volume, you know, and it, and it shows them when companies know what you're doing and know that you're building something, they're more inclined to invest. And really, the big winners are the guys and girls also that are fishing these tournaments that you are hosting and that you are building on. So again, uh, what can we say about you know the job that you have done? It's it's amazing. And we very like I said, we thank you to have you on the on a fishing community and help out. I wanted to go over a little bit about the rules because me, and myself, we've had debates about this about Bass Nation, not not locally, because I know like what Freddy Garcia has done in the past and most of the local tournament anglers have done in the states. But there are rules and some of us, myself being kind of disappointed with what Bass Nation, the National Series has done. But we don't get to see what you see, we don't get to experience what you experience. We are, it's easy for us to be armchair tournament director and, you know, pick out points and criticize and do uh, debates here, but really, you guys are doing all the footwork and the heavy lifting. So, I wanted to go over some of the things, misconception that we, as you know, podcasters and tournament anglers, that I don't get to see, that you get to see. Especially, we were talking about the difference in rules. Why the difference in rules between you know one state to another, even though it's bass nation.
1: Oh, okay. All right. You talk, yeah, the Bass Nation uh, versus this is when, and I told Dwayne, I said, man, we got to come up with a different name than Bass Master Bass Nation Kayak Series because everyone talks about the Bass Nation Kayak Series. Well, the Bass Nation Kayak Series is state level. So, so the easiest way, and I really appreciate you bringing this up because it'll help. I mean, it took two years, but like Vinnie Ferrer, he's one of the better directors in the country, runs Queen City in North Carolina. He's running the North Carolina Bass Nation Series now. So uh, but but it was because he, we were frustrated and, and didn't understand how it works. And so he's busy. He don't have time. You know, he just just bring it to me. Make it simple, and I'll take it and build it, which is what he's doing. So so anyway, like you said, being on the backside of it with Bass, getting to build it from the beginning and and the Bass Nation specifically, I got to understand that. Here's the easiest way to break it down. You've got the Bassmaster, Bass Nation series of opens, the $250 tournaments. Throw all of that away. That's the national trail. Bass Nation, Bass Nation is a state level trail, all right? Mm -hmm. Uh, To fish the state level, it costs you $45 a year. That $45 is paid separately, $15 goes to Bassmaster because that's the umbrella, that's the mother company. It costs Mm -hmm. $15 a year to fish under that tournament series so that is your fishing license so to speak you've got to have it whether you like it or not whether you mm-hmm. like having to have a driver's license you still got to have it so that's just the way it is they are a business they deserve to make money for the platform they've built so we've understood that the next the bass nation level is thirty dollars a year to fish what that thirty dollars does is goes to your state and what that does that $30 is not just paid to a company that $30 gets you the insurance for your event. So mm-hmm. yourself, every tournament official, every angler that is a part of that event is now covered under Bass's insurance. And that's huge. That's a big expense. Yep. We do the math in Tennessee. If we wanted to purchase the insurance that is at that level, it's $27 a year per angler. So that's where that money goes. You can't expect them to carry that insurance for free for you. So yep. that's where that money goes. The other money, there's a portion of it that goes to um, boat ramp restorations, the Asian Carp Initiative, that kind of thing. That's stuff we're never going to see because we don't do the fine print reading. Um, no. The other part of it is, is you do get another magazine subscription for that $30. Yep. So that's where that goes. Uh, what is hanging a lot of people up? That's your national dues to fish. The Bassmaster Opens, you gotta have $15. To fish the Bassmaster Opens and Bass Nation, you gotta have $15 and $30. Some states, are allowed, some states have a state dues as well. Uh, in Tennessee and Georgia, we don't, because I feel like I have the means to raise the money for what your dues would cover. Uh, like Freddie and them collected dues that one year. Well, with that money, you know it doesn't get broadcast enough you know they paid those language entry fee to the bassmaster classic championship and gave each of them spending money to travel on. Yep. okay so in tennessee if we collect ten dollars dues then we're going to use that money for trophies or lodging or whatever just like they did but i'm not going to do that yet once i get this established i'll have time to focus and be able because right now what i'm having to do is i'm having to learn all my accounting so
0: mm-hmm.
1: once i figure out how to balance all of that and see what money we're going to have left over we'll see what we can do but uh so right out of the gate it's 45 dollars a year to fish um once you pay that 30 dollars bass nation you're allowed to fish any chapter in the country you can mm-hmm. leave texas and come up here and fish georgia yep. and the only thing you have to do is pay the state dues if there is one which we don't have one so the 45 covers you for the entire country and the reason the rules are different for each country, each state is that um, it's a bass boat series. It's been here for, for 50 years or however long it is. We're coming into their world. So they're having to learn how to help us mesh with them. Uh, We can't just step in and say, Hey, this is our way or the highway kind of deal because it's not, you know, this is their club we're joining, even though we are a kayak club, We're joining their vast nation in Texas. So most state presidents are very helpful. They understand they can't run these kayak series just because they're so busy. But someone that they trust or that someone has been delivered to them, like like I was in Georgia, basically, this guy, you can trust him. He'll do a good job. They sign off on you running it. That's where you get in. And when you disagree with one another, you don't get mad and quit. You stay in, you do it their Mm -hmm. way for a year. And then when they see, you know what you're talking about, you can initiate, well, Hey, can we incorporate this? This will help us get more kayaks involved and everything like that. The rules are different in each state so that you have control of it in your state. You don't have uh, a mother company who, being flat honest with you is so busy that they don't know what you're doing in Wyoming. You don't have them telling you what to do because your anglers may not like that and they may not fish. Well, if your anglers are getting to tell you what you think the rules need to be, then it's going to be successful. And by, and John, the president of Bass Nation preaches that over and over and over. He said, let them know we don't want to control what y'all do. We need your dues to cover the insurance riders and do the other things we're wanting to do with that money. And then after that, you guys run it the way you see fit with one another. And, and, and that way it'll be successful. So it's it's not a lazy approach. It's a, an approach where they want you to be able to build what you want in your state. Um, I do understand, though, and m- myself and a few others have talked what we probably could do. And it will take some time to do it. Is sit down in the bass nation and look at the master rules, um, and, and and come up with something. And bass would be interested in looking at it and possibly adopting it to where the national rules and the state rules are all the same. Uh, there'll be some differences because of state laws, but they they already know them because they run bass boat tournaments there too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but but for me, you know, there are a few things that I don't think I would ever budge on to have a national unified thing and I'm not trying to be superior, but it's just something I feel strong enough about that I'm not going to give up on. So that's why the rules are different and it it can be aggravating. And I hear anglers say if the rules aren't the same, there's more room for us to mess up. Well, that is true, but you're not going to mess up as long as you read, you know, if you read and ask questions, you're not going to screw anything up. And, and people just don't do it. I don't do it hardly. You know, I, I still haven't read the Hobie rules, and I fished ten of them. You know, I mean, it's just—I <laughs> I don't don't kill me, AJ. I read a little bit of them. You know, <laughs> I don't read all of them. So,
2: yeah, no, that's very interesting. And you know, we, like I said, we here in paddle and Finn and myself and I know other podcasters. You know, we. We want the 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 tournaments to grow, and then we feel some things that might be different, and we may get be frustrated at what we feel it's kind of like a snail snail pace approach yeah. to bass at the bass nas- at the easily- national series. Yeah, the yeah they, could, they, they could they will...
1: could communicate a lot better. I, I understand yeah. that, true, and I agree. You know, even when I was in it, uh, they could communicate a little bit better. <laughs> so, but, well, but I but, think but what we all with our, yeah, yeah us kayakers we we are so accessible to one another that we're used to quick answers. You know, they're they're different because there's millions of them, so they're used to just having to put their head down, do their job, and you be happy with the product at the end. Where here, we all, even at the top level. Have input from newbies every day, you know, so it's a little different, but it it is frustrating. Is that mainly what has had what you said you were kind of disappointed with, or is there more? Uh, I'd be interested. No, I mean,
2: I mean, to me, you know, Bass Nation, I'm excited that they're, you know, that as an organization, they're behind the kayak fishing. I think it's important. I think the sport is going to grow, it's important. I, I never want to go in the route that says, oh, we should boycott because no, 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 no. That's that's right. that's created more division. I think we all can support it. I may have my reservations about some things, but I will support when they come here to Texas and they fish because I think it's important. I think the main thing, and I just want for myself, when you talk to tournament anglers, you know, because I want to get uh, uh feel for the pulse, you know, for those that fish the national trails. And I think some of the things that you see is more... Basically, it's the you know the schedule coming out as late as this is it as late as it comes out, and you know I think you know without getting too deep into the rabbit hole, also more transparency on what it is. I think for the most part, and I say with this with the utmost respect, we're kind of spoiled with what AJ McWhorter has done with with. Oh you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, he's created oh, yeah. a bunch of divas. You know, yeah. we think that everybody yeah. should be doing what aj mccord is doing and we have to understand at a national level he's done things he you know and god bless having him on on the kayak fishing community but their hobie's approach is different from a company standpoint when we're talking about bass nation it is an organizational standpoint you know if that makes sense hobie's there to sell hobies you know so their 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 angle for it is going to be different where bass nation it is more about the organization and it, there's a lot of components. So obviously it's a more complicated, intricate system than Hobie BOS. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are things, you know, that we, we like to see get better. Mostly it's just, we, you know, an angler of the year race. I think it's very important having more trails instead of just five trails at a national level, you know, have more like in the lines of like seven or eight, even, you know, and that's hard to do. Even Hobie had to. I think pull back one trail this year. I think they had 10 mm-hmm. this year and the next year having the nine and I might be, I'm, that may be wrong on that, but that's what I've heard so far. Um, so, you know, it's, it's one of those things where we want Bass Nation because of the name that's behind it and the, you know, the years of experience we wanted to match what organizations like OBBOS and KBF are uh, have been doing. I don't mind, in a way, if this is whole Bass, Bass Nation's way of saying, we're going to do a puppy approach, make sure we get it right. We're not going to get up ahead of ourselves. We're going to grow this and when it's going to be big, but we're going to take our time. Then by all means, do it. You know, if you want to make sure that you, wanted, you got it and you got it right and eventually move it to another level, that's it. You know, we just have to be patient with it. But we kind of wanted that reassurance that that's where it's headed, you know. If we're, you're not there now, but are you heading that way? Are your plans as Bass Nation National Tournament? Are you headed the, that way? Or are you just going to have that kind of kick the tires thing for a prolonged time where we're like, you know, is, is this going to grow? Or is this just going to stay, you know, at a stable space? And I think that's most of us at tournaments that I've, tournament anglers that I talked to, in my opinion, is that we want it to grow because we know how important it's going to be for the kayak fishing community and, you know, we have to be patient and hopefully they'll be able to figure it out and take it to a higher level. We understand it's not going to be their bread and butter, you know, their staple like the Bassmasters. We get it. It's never going to be that big. But, you know, at least give it the, the place that I think it, it deserves. You're right. We'll you're
1: right. And I, I don't I don't think it's at the place it deserves yet. But yeah. uh, here's something that I, I have done, you know, from the beginning. And, and to be honest with you. Uh, when, when I stepped away from the national trail, I did. It, it hurt. It, and I feel like I let a lot of people down. Uh, because And the only reason I say that is is that, you know, John and, and Bass, um, they know how to run tournaments and run them very, very, very well. Uh, they know the bass boat community. Um, they don't know the kayak community. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? The kayak community doesn't know the Bassmaster tournament structure. Mm -hmm. Those guys are used to getting on paper what the event is and then just going and fishing. Mm -hmm. They don't have anglers contacting directors constantly asking, hey, how many fish is this tournament? You know, this and that and the other. So there's a huge fault in the community as well because we don't prepare ourselves to be professional. If you you have to ask a tournament director – some of the questions we've been asked, and I don't mind it because if you don't ask and you screw up, it's going to hurt me to have to disqualify you. You know, but yeah. when you, when an angler asks you, "Do I have to wear my PFD or can I put it under my seat?" You know what I'm saying? And this is a person. This person, I know. He, they had a rig. They, they had been kayak fishing. So if you haven't taken the time to read the most important thing in tournament fishing, which are your rules, you know, so anyway, I say, I say, so I got side, sidebar a little bit there, but, but what bass needs is angler input. And that's something mm-hmm. that as a community, we don't do. We get on Facebook and bitch and gripe, but mm-hmm. I'm, I, there, if you'll go back and look, I constantly put bn at bassmaster.org. I think that's it. That is the email, you know, send them suggestions, ask them questions. And, and, and cause, cause here's the thing, you know, and that's why I felt bad about leaving because I was part of that connection, that bridge that took mm-hmm. what you said and got it to bass. And they do listen. Uh, the yep. reason the schedule was so late last year, like we talked about was literally when they moved the Bassmaster classic that took, cause here's, here's how it goes. Yeah. Like, you know, the open, the college, the high school, Kayaking. That's the way they've always structured the releases. So we're new, we go to the bottom of the totem pole, so to speak. Not in respect, just a calendar order. So they release one schedule, then the second one, then the third one, then us. Well, when they had to change the Bassmaster classic date, that changed all four series' schedules. So then they had to jump into these communities and say, what can you fit in? What can you fit in? So then it kept prolonging it. Cause I did actually get to help build that one still, even though I had stepped away, but guess what? There was no, uh, AJ is the front piece of KBF, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Chad and a few others have always been the front piece for KBF. So there's a communicator there fast doesn't have that. And I was yeah. that for a while, Patrick and Tyler and them do that as well. But, but I kind of took the lead cause I enjoy being vocal. And, uh, and so, but it, but it did, it, 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 hurt. It spread me so thin that, that, like I said, I was about just done and, and I had to, and I stepped away from it. And I've had so much fun again. Uh, and it wasn't Bass's fault or the community's fault. It was my fault because I did too much. And so, mm-hmm. so this year's schedule, it actually had, was done uh, a month ago. It was, it was done two weeks before Hobie announced. So, um, I had talked to John and, and he we overlooked their schedule and I showed him some things I had and I gave him the KPF schedule and uh talked to him about some things AJ had told me and he said, uh oh, I've got some deconflict I've got a de conflict here. So he said, you know, when's Hobie releasing the second half of their schedule? So we I told him and he said, Okay. So once Hobie did, he nailed down the last two events and he deconflicted three events. Um but like you said, you know, we should be able to just sit and wait, you know, until the end of November for a schedule. But we want it now because we're excited. Uh-huh. We do this all day long, 24-7. But Bass needs – that front person in the community to speak like A.J. shares information and Steve Fields and Chad Hoover and and, then Amanda and all of them have in the past. So so you're right. Um, But they do. But here's the thing, like I said, and and got into many fights and arguments with people who just wanted to just gripe instead of being a change or a help. You know, there's email addresses out there and I provide them every chance I get, you know, and they will listen and they take into order because John has always been really good about convince me why and I'll do it. And he has everything we ever brought to him as a group. Uh, He made the changes to it. Now, uh, at the Bassmaster Classic, you know, people were were, uh, disappointed in that payout because somewhere, (laughs) somewhere along some way there was a graphic because in the beginning, the original plan was to pay 120% at yeah. the Classic. Well, that wasn't able to happen because sponsors got pulled and, and moved and jump shipped and, and and just whatever happened, the money wasn't there. That graphic, I have no idea who shared it, where it came from, but that was a plan. It wasn't an actual commitment. Well, guess what? Everybody thought that was a commitment, so it got blown out of, out of the water. Yeah. Um, But here's another thing, again, with not reading, there's an industry rep, one of the the better ones in the the country, who has told me half a dozen times the payout structure for bass, and it is absolutely wrong. They don't care to stop and get the truth. Bass pays 80-20. They pay 30 spots at every tournament. It's 80-20 split. And this person is saying 60, 40, they're keeping No, no. That just goes to show the toxicity. And like you said, the tribalism, you know, um, you know, don't, don't do that. You're, you're, you feel like you're hurting bass or, or, or Hobie or KBF, but you're not, you're hurting the anglers because you are trying to dethrone and undermine a platform that everybody mm. wants to fish. You know, like at dugout, we have, in my opinion, the best, fishing staff in the country and our anglers some of them fish all bass all hobie all kbf some of them fish a mixture of them we're we're all inclusive we want everybody to fish everything if you want to uh we want every brand to succeed and and like we talked about with douglas we've got anglers pairing with douglas you know um so that and and the, the mindset behind that is is Let's say I'm sponsored with Douglas and you're sponsored with Douglas. We're only going to reach our kayak friends, you know? Well, if you and I can go out and get Douglas a little bit of content, put a little bit of the dugout name behind it, then Douglas now has kayak content to share on their social media platform. Well, what does that do, you ask? Well, what that does is is it shows Douglas people, bass boat people, Man, Mm. look at this kayak world. The next thing you know, it's bringing in new kayakers. So, by doing that, other kayakers are going to see you highlighting Douglas or Douglas highlighting you, and they're going to get brand loyalty off of that. And so, and they understand that people like Douglas—they're very smart and they listen. Uh, That's good reps because the reps are where everything are done in this industry, you know. And they they work hard. What you talked about—do the work first. I've been. Six years I've been going to trade shows, and, and I met uh, Ryan Buttermore. He's one of my good friends now. He's the the North American rep for Megabass. I've been a Megabass junkie before I knew oh, how to throw a bait caster. Before I even knew how to throw a bait caster, I was buying Megabass just because, you know, I'm a collector of everything. I do sports memorabilia too. but um. So, so I'm sitting here, and I meet him at a national show, and we're talking. And next thing you know, I run into him a couple weeks later at another one. So I'm helping him at these shows and I'm talking to him and he's like, he's flat honest. He said, buddy, he said, Megabass, you know, we sponsored at the time, Edwin Evers, Oliver Nye and uh, uh, Randy Blockett. And that was it. And now Edwin Evers is no longer with them. And it's Oliver Nye and Randy Blockett, you know, and they're, they're great social media people. And, uh, and they, he was like, you know, they're not going to do that. He but he taught me, he said, what you do is you show, me as a rep, what you can do or ABU or whomever, what you can do and a rep will help you get product for your events, for your anglers or for yourself, if that's what you're looking for. And, uh, and so for four years, I'd go to shows and just be a a foot soldier for Megabass, you know, and I haven't gotten anything from it except for a great friendship with with Buttermore who gives me his knowledge and information, which is priceless and i can take that and i use it at other places as well so you know i don't have one free thing from Megabass, um except for that man's knowledge that he cared enough to share so you know your everything you get if you go into it as i said earlier with showing them what you are going to give them in return they know they know they've seen it all they know a taker when they see one they can smell them a mile away and don't get cocky. Don't get arrogant. Don't try to be cute and funny. Just just tell them flat out, man. I don't know much about lipless crankbaits, but I want to know. You know, and that that that'll get you some trust built. You know, because they see you're real and honest. So, uh, but that was you know to tie all that together, the the Bass Nation thing, and it's the biggest thing is is send me a message if you've got suggestions. I'll, I'll send it to them. You know. I, yeah. you know and 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 that's a that's a big thing because we need them you know like Lambert said we need every kayak company to be successful every one of them because we all need each other you know so and, and it'll get there it will and but it, their commitment it will. Is there their commitment is there they've already got events booked for next year so that the schedule will be out faster you know so no, and it there's will. Gonna and they're going to be some tweaking. I, I think you guys will like the tweaking. Uh, I think you Texas guys will be pretty happy. Uh, so, yeah. Uh,
2: no, I mean, in in I mean, in it's going it's going the right way, and it's going to keep growing. It'll get there, in, in no short, um, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, and a lot in of not short lot of credit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a lot of credit you is goes yeah, to what you what you're doing. It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't issue that um, and leave it. Yeah, no, and, and and you've done, you know, so much of the heavy lifting that's gotten us to where we are and going and opening the doors to get to where we need to do. And having you share the knowledge, and again, I appreciate it because this yeah. is not, I think it's very important as a podcaster not to think that I'm always right and my opinion is the only one that matters. You know, I may have my feelings about how Bassmaster or Bass Nation should run the kayak series or what we like to see and we eventually want to see, but it's good to know from your expert opinion and get a peek behind the curtains of what is involved because that makes me more knowledgeable about it i think moving forward the biggest thing i think that it's going to help out both the anglers and the the tournament di- the directors or not well not the tournament directors the kayak tournament anglers and the bass nation is to have that you know, that face of the franchise kind of moving forward to like, if you have questions, if you have issues, this is where you need to go. And it needs to be something of, other than Dwayne Wally, not because not Dwayne Wally is doing a great job, but he is with Tourney X and that's his job. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to me, I believe just providing a service for um, Bass Nation's attorney X, that's his, that's what Dwayne Wally needs to focus on because it's a, it's a lot of job to ask Wayne Wally it to is. do now yeah. be the face of Bass Nation character is, is too much. You need somebody that's more adapt to what get bridge that, um, communication gap with where, where the kayak anglers are having with Bass Nation, be that frontline person that kind of takes the heat and also educates the kayak anglers, you know, this is why it's this way, you know, the same thing you are doing. Um, and I think, that you know, once that person is, um, found and established and uh, gets to take Bass Nation kayak series to another level, doing that PR work is very important. And I think it's going to go a long way. And again, we're excited to have Bass Nation kayak series get involved in in kayak fishing in tournaments. And I know it's going to grow. We, you know, and we have to be patient about it, like I mentioned before, but having you step in, you know, at the foundation of Bass Nation getting involved, I think it paves the way for the growth that can go forward. Definitely. Steve, yeah, I've had you. Form- did, did, real quick,
1: right. didn't Tim Beers, hasn't Tim Beers set up something in Texas? Don't you guys have a, a Texas Bass Nation qualifier coming up pretty soon?
2: It is. And don't get me started on that. Oh, okay. the, never mind. Never the, mind. I appreciate pu- you having me on the show. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the publicity of it is more like there was a flyer. I mean, there was no like real, there's no structure to it. There's also two tournament fees, which a lot of people is like, "Why am I paying?" I mean, not tournament fees. That's why am I paying two membership for one for one single tournament? You know, I understand yeah. when you're going to do a month long. Hey, I'm going to have five. Okay, well, you pay the Bass Nation. Kind of what you were saying. You know, money goes to Bass Nation. Money goes to the state. Um, represent. You know, representation. Um, oh, that was one tournament. Spoke, that wasn't. And, that wasn't explained. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it's just like. Well it was just it's just a fl- I've only seen like a flyer type thing going through uh, it seems like a ha- homemade thing. You know, when I look yeah. at the Bass Nation logo for Georgia and Tennessee, what you've done that is as professional as it gets. And then I'm seeing this flyer go around Facebook where I'm like, is this a prank? Is this somebody trying to to get money or is this actually happening? I haven't heard any buzz from it. I haven't heard any solid to say you know, hey, this is what's going on. You know, it's been on the Bass Nation kayak series page, or it's been on. It's just kind of like little flyer running through Facebook. Yeah, I can't even find it now. But and, and yeah. I know,
1: like I i, I met Tim, uh, me and Lambert <laughs> yeah. and John McClanney went to uh, Beenville Plantation in. Whew, 2013 or 14 or something like that and, and it was freaking awesome we had a blast down there but we met Tim Beers there and he's from Florida I, I think it's just uh inexperienced because I mean he's he's not done this kind of thing before but he wants to do it um and and like you know there's there's a lot of stigma or just someone hasn't had the time to because I know Duke Duke looked into it Duke looked into trail series in Texas and the whole nine yards but Man, you know, he's as busy as anybody in the world, too. So he didn't have time to do it. And I think Tim just came down and was like, you know, man, I want to get this going. You know, he reached out and asked some questions, but. I think it's just, he just, he doesn't, you know, not everyone is a social media person. You know, my graphics are made by Joe Hivenrick who used to run KBF. Thankfully he lives here in Tennessee. And so he helps me out tremendously with that. And I thank him for that. But, uh, but yeah, you're right. I, I get it. I saw that. Uh, South Carolina was actually the same way at the very beginning. And then they got a tournament director who, who used to do bass boat tournaments. Uh, he got into the kayaking stuff and he took that over and he's good. Now, but uh, it, it's it's newness, I guess. Okay. Uh, I wish someone would reach out to
2: Tim and help him. You know, I'm sure you. I didn't even it. know it's Tim. That that's the reason.
1: Yeah, it, it's Tim. You have his I'm phone pretty number. Pretty certain. Yeah, I'm pretty certain it's Tim Beers. Uh, I'm gonna message him and I'll get back with you. I think so because uh, I think if he just had, you know, because like look at cats down there, man. Cats has been when we started building what we got in Tennessee. Uh, it was Mountain State Kayak Anglers and cats, you know, and, and we were just like. You know that's the way you do it. So we tried to do that, and we've we've done our own version of those two clubs. But uh, you know, those those two people nationwide, and then Queen City in North Carolina, that's the clubs everybody wanted to be. You know, yeah. Um,
2: and so, Katz yeah. Uh, had his problems with tournament director this year, though. Yeah, uh, it, but it, hey, yeah. credit to them. You know, they took the high road. They didn't me- They didn't make it bigger than what it needed to be. They kind of like you know, put the head down, so we're going to work it, we're going to make it work. And yeah, you know, we'll big props right, to you know. ACK, the way yeah. they handle that, that whole thing over there. And yeah, uh, nobody heard much about it, but that's good. Um, but yeah, they, they managed to make it work. So, um, it's one of the longest standing tournaments here in, in the nation. So we hope that, you know, next year it comes out strong and fi- fix all the kinks that needs to be fixed. It's a very important tournament here in Texas. Well, Steve, I've had you for, what, an hour and 20 minutes or so, and I do appreciate it. I know you're a busy guy, so the last thing you need is to talk um, hours on about kayak fishing. I know you would love to. Oh, man, I appreciate <laughs> it, man. It, hel- it helps me get, a- get out
1: verbally uh, what all we're trying to do. And it, I, I really, you guys do a great job. Again, I've told you I've watched your your podcast several times, and that's the reason I reached out is, you know, you're the boss, uh, but you give everybody their voice and, and that's what I like. And that's why I wanted to come on and, uh, just really thankful for it. You know, I could sit and talk, you know, for more, a lot longer, Not, you know, I'm good, but, uh, I know we all do need to cut it short so that the people who've been listening won't hang up on us. So, uh, we're <laughs> but, replay. Awesome. but I, I appreciate that greatly. I do. Um, and feel free anytime to reach out if you've got any questions on anything, uh, need my help on anything. You know, if I can't do it, somebody in our structure will help you. We got a lot of people in our corner that don't mind helping people across the country. And, and, you know, it's, we, we do it for, for ourselves and you. So just, uh, just let me know if you got any questions or anything and, and by all means, you know, if you got any suggestions on how to be better at something, I'm all ears for that too, because improvement makes things easier. So. And, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, and I, I'm, a, I'm a path of least resistance kind of guy,
2: so. You're, you're a gentleman and a scholar, Steve. I appreciate, uh, you know, uh, after all the hard work you do to still have, be the, you know, the, still stay humble and kind of like let other people, um, hear other people input, even though you're probably, probably the most knowledgeable person about this, speaks volumes about your character as a person and, and you know, and staying humble. And, and again, you, we can't overstate what you've done for the kayak finishing community. We're, uh, I mean, extremely privileged to have you on. And, and, and I know I said it before and I'll continue to say it before I let you go, Steve, I, I want to give you a few minutes. I mean, to do some plugs. I know you got dugout bait and tackle, which you run. Um, You got other stuff that, that I'm sure you can promote that anglers would benefit of it. Please take as much time as you want. Talk, talked about every anything that you want to talk about any products plugs promotions you've earned it take all the time you need
1: i I really appreciate that i'm glad you did that because i I didn't highlight very well on what we were talking about is what we're building uh in in tennessee and georgia as i said we have dugout bait and tackle and john deere ag pro as our title sponsors Uh, along with that we have Netbait. they're loading us up with soft plastics for the events uh we have spro Uh, We have Gamakatsu and Spro come out with a line of their own soft plastics that are like, uh, I don't think I can get in trouble for saying Z-Man, Elastec type, you know? Mm -hmm. So they have their own Ned and Drop Shot baits that are pretty dang slick. Got a Texas rig bait. I'm a big JDM guy. Their Texas rig bait looks like the Cattle Tongue by Megabass. It's a really good dead stick bait is what it's designed for. Um, we've got a Newport Vessels and Dakota Lithium, as I said, for a motor and a battery combo to power it um, for the each state championship. Um, we've got a Hog Farmer Bait Company is our big bass prize sponsor. Uh, we've got Seagar, They're loading us up. We get 10 spools mm-hmm. of product per event. And uh, we also, in Tennessee and Georgia, have an Angler of the Year program as well. It's your best three events. And we right now, we're at a thousand dollars per state for cash prize for your angler of the year from Carl Black Chevrolet. Um, so, pretty, really, yeah, really happy about that. Uh, I'm going to try to squeeze a little more out of them. I'd like to see it be $1,500, but hey, you know, uh, working working with a few more sponsors. Uh, I don't want 90, 90 sponsors of this trail series. I want it to be heavy loaded. With the heavy hitters, uh, because you know quality is king. Uh, we want to get you products in your hands that we we believe in, that we can get out. Uh, for myself, you know, again, you know, I, I work with a Dugout Bait and Tackle remotely. I'm in Chattanooga, there in Marietta, Georgia. Uh, we're a Hobie dealership. We just brought in Jackson Kayaks this week. Uh, we've got uh, we carry Torquedo, Newport, uh, Dakota Lithium, uh, FPV. Uh, we do custom rigging. Uh, we probably, we probably installed four dozen panoptics units, live scope units in the last six months down there. I mean, we, we have, uh, we're a full detail custom shop, anything you want. We've got, uh, boondocks, yak attack, um, um you know, we got one objective, we've got on the water innovations. Uh, we sell, uh, you know, Denny, Denny Romero's trailers. We, we, we sell those. We've got Yakima. Uh, so, and, and we're you know we're here to to help you go home with it. Uh, we've got a really strong online store. We just got up and going earlier this year, ran by Nick McBride. Um, but you know, can't can't do it you know without uh, the tournament directors in the grassroots. Like I said, uh, they support us. Uh, they they help their anglers make the decisions to come and fish us. They get new people who are a little timid to come out and fish with us. Um, and we actually have anglers who are not even fishing in the tournament. They just want to come out and fish the day to see how one goes. Uh, we help them. You know, if we have – we, we do allow hog troughs, so we allow hog troughs and catch boards in there. Um, so we, 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 we loan them to them um, and do all of that. So, um, But, you know, I, I say it over and over. It's something that stuck with me earlier, kind of a little cliche thing, but I say it as much as I can. A tournament is only as good as the anglers who are in it. And so far, we've had any issues we had were minor. Uh, It was a we've never had a rules cheater. It's just a simple infraction, like forgot to do something or something like Mm -hmm. that. It was a teachable moment. Um, So you know that that's what that's what carries over is when an angler can do their job, it makes my job easy. I can just sit back, judge fish, and move on. And uh, just really thankful for all of that support, you know, because if you don't have you know the people then you don't have anything and so that's why we're above board when i make mistakes uh and, and we just put it out there and you're welcome to grow and complain and i'll take it because that's my day in the barrel i did it i messed up and, and i'll take the repercussions and and then like you said earlier we'll we'll lay that down and we're going to forget about it and move on because we've got bigger things to do than to stay hung up on something so um uh, Appreciate you letting me highlight those sponsors there. Really happy with that Angler of the Year system and uh, working on a really cool trophy. Hopefully, we'll have that unveiled from a, a big company in our industry. Uh, it's going to be really nice, I hope. So thank you for, for, again, letting me get on here and and appreciate my, my, you getting Douglas honor. to reach out to us. Our guys are excited about those rods. So,
2: now it's, First of all, my honor to have you on the podcast. I mean, I was super excited. I was it, Giggly with joy when I when I saw your message that you wanted to come out to the podcast. So, um, I mean Like I said, thank you so much for reaching out And getting the word out and educating myself, not just my listener, but educating myself and kind of like clearing some misconceptions that I actually have a mass Nation series and I think that's important not to understand that's not, you know, my opinion sometimes may not be right. Um, and sometimes we have to rethink um things but I mean, having you on the podcast has been a blessing. Having you work with the kayak uh, series, you know, I'm sure those guys are lucky to have you in Tennessee and in Georgia. Hopefully you'll move to Texas soon. (laughs) Help us out here. Hey, I can work remotely. I can work remotely. remotely. (laughs) I'm sure we're going to appreciate the help. But uh, no, and again, you know, tournament directors, Duke Tran here in Texas, Chris Morales, Joseph Anderson, Jacob Andrews, um, all do an amazing job. Um, and I'm sure you paved the way by setting the example on for a lot of them and influence a lot the way you do conduct business. So thank you. Uh, speaking of sponsors, go check out my sponsor before we close out, Douglas Outdoors. You can get him at Douglas Bacon tackle if you live in that area. If not, you can get him here at Fun and Sun Tackle in Texas in Hearst in the Fort Worth Metroplex. Also, you can get them online, right? Doug, bait and, Doug dug out bait and Tackle Cell. You have an online store as well? Yes, we do. We don't have Douglas listed yet, but uh, hopefully we got all that soon. So awesome. So go check out our sponsors. Have a great day, everyone. If you're going to be on the water, please remember it's Bass Kayak and Beers. It's just the title. And I'm telling you to go out there and drink on the water like some people have suggested <laughs> on social media. Um, Wear your PFDs. Stay safe and have a great day, everyone. Let me uh, end the no, not in the bracket. Oh, let me see and.